This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome back, everyone. I'm really looking forward to sharing today's interview with you. I interviewed Katie. She's a spiritual business coach who helps heart-led entrepreneurs overcome fear, break the cycle of self-sabotage, and release past trauma so they can build a business they love and find fulfillment in their life and work. She's certified as an NLP master practitioner. She has multiple best-selling and award-winning books. She's an international speaker on the world tour of Think and Grow Rich. She's a podcast host, and she was recently featured on the hit TV show Dragon's Den. She's also the founder of Moon Logic, and her unique system teaches us how to work with the moon phases to navigate life and business. So if you're a reflector listening to this, I think you're going to love this a little extra. She also helps transform passion projects into six or seven figure empires. She blends her expertise in business and passion for helping others as the founder and broker of Blue Moon Realty Inc., a boutique real estate brokerage helping home buyers and sellers make the move they never thought possible. As an advocate for mental health support for real estate professionals, she trains agents across North America. So today's conversation was so fun because we really started at the beginning where she was just at a rock bottom in her life and she shared the transformation that she had and how the moon came into her life and playing with the phases of the moon really created these beautiful opportunities for her to become an international speaker and to go on Dragon's Den. And so hearing her story was just really beautiful. It was very illuminating. And I'm really looking forward to you diving into this episode. And be sure to check the show notes at the end because there's going to be some really great resources in there for you as well. So let's dive in. Katie, I'm so excited to have you here today, and I'm really looking forward to today's conversation. So just to give a bit of backstory to our listeners, Katie and I got connected because we were both part of a podcast launch with our friend, Alara, and we had this little networking event where a group of us women from the launch connected online on Zoom, and I just loved her story and what she was sharing. I was like, oh my God, I would love to have you on my podcast channel. So I invited her to come on. We're going to be diving into her story. She has a lot of really cool things that she's working on as an entrepreneur, and I just really want to give her the space to share because I know that this will be an incredible resource for the listeners. So Katie, welcome to the channel. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much. And what an amazing event that was for us to connect at. I love when moments like that happen. I know it's funny because this year I, I, you know, people set goals for the year. For me, I choose words that I want to live through. And one of my words was collaboration. And so mm-hmm. it's been unbelievable how you, you set an intention like that. And then things come through because the amount of podcast interviews and summits and collaborations that I've done with people, I've, I've just been like connecting with so many people, which has been so fun. So yeah, I totally, I totally hear you on that. <laughs> I love that so much. And it's very synchronistic to what I do at the beginning of the year. That's why my face is like lighting up as you're saying that, because uh, it's so powerful, right? The words really set the tone for the year. 
Yeah. And it's, it's kind of simple because sometimes I feel when we do goals and there's nothing wrong with that, but it's like specific goal can feel heavy, but it's like, when I focus on the word of collaboration or prosperity, and it's like, I can come back and check on those words. Like, am I showing up aligned with this? What are the struggles around this? And it, it, it just feels more simple. So I started doing that the last couple of years and it's been really fun. So I love that you also resonate with that. It's just another connection point for us. <laughs> love it. So today I would love to dive in. You have so many incredible aspects of your journey and the work that you're doing. And I'm really excited to talk to you about it. And I would love to start the conversation with how you you started your journey as a spiritual business coach and the work that you do having a realtor brokerage and it, you just have so many cool moving pieces and so I would love to invite you to share yeah well thank you I it's funny when I have other people start to say the things I do I'm like oh that sounds how how, how are those things connected it's even confusing for me on a, a mental sort of side and I think that's where the spirituality comes into it where there's so much alignment and passion and all these different things, but yet I never expected to be doing any of the things that I do right now. It was not part of the plan. And in 2017, I had actually hit rock bottom in my life where nobody knew what was actually going on on the inside. All anybody saw from the outside was that I was hustling. I was working really hard as a real estate agent. I had a big, beautiful home. I had a great husband. But what was really going on behind closed doors is I had tremendous social anxiety. I was crying in my car all the way home from client appointments. I was avoiding having friendships. I was financially in a really tough spot trying to sell my home to make my dreams work. And I was really good at being fake at that point in my life in the sense of pretending that I was totally fine on the outside. And I found myself at a real estate conference that I had tried really hard to get out of. I was really good at excuses, but for this particular event, nothing seemed to work. I had all of my clients taken care of that day. I had an all expenses paid trip by my team lead that I was working with. And it was like divine intervention at its best. You're not getting out of this, Katie. And so as I sat there in this conference hall with hundreds of other sales professionals, it was a big team event where you had to be selling a certain amount of numbers to get there. And I checked the boxes on paper, but inside I felt like I was a failure because I wasn't confident in talking to people and I felt like I didn't deserve to be there. So as I tried to find a way to get out of the big room with all of the people I felt intimidated by... I snuck into this little breakout session where there was a group of trainers and this was the very first moment where everything started to shift to where I am today because it was all about the unconscious mind and the root cause of why we have these incredible feelings like anxiety. And I remember feeling like, who are these people and why are they speaking directly to me? Who told them that I am struggling right now? And I was almost mad at first, right? And instead, I uh, just felt a safe space around them. And for the first time, I said to complete strangers that I'm really struggling with anxiety. And I remember crying in that moment, feeling ashamed that I was this mega top producing person that was supposed to have her stuff put together and that I was admitting I wasn't perfect. But that was actually the catalyst moment that started me into all of the trainings that have really led to these really interesting modalities that I now do and uh, coming full circle back into real estate, really applying now what I know to be true. 
So there's a lot of nuances that have happened in between then and there, but that's where it kind of began. I really appreciate how you just painted this picture of, you know, the reality of just because things look bright and shiny on the outside, like we never actually know the struggles that people are going through. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, you know, we we're operating in this society where we're trying to achieve this version of perfection. And then it's, it's just fucking weird. It's like we get there and it's not what we thought it would be. And so I love that you said that this was such a divine intervention where you showed up in this space and it was exactly what you needed to hear to help you get out of that and get that internal support that you were seeking. So I really, I really appreciate your, your vulnerability in that because it's really easy to just be like, everything's great. Look, I have this, this, and this, but then it's not right. Yeah. And it was like this jackhammer effect where the longer I tried to do the logical plan, which was to set up a business, grow a team of my own. And it was a very logical 3d world plan. I was not a spiritual business coach. I was very disconnected with all of my spiritual sides myself. And that wasn't true to my soul's path here. So the longer I did that, the worse my finances got, even though I worked hard. And the longer I did that, the worse my relationships got, even though I was trying to put in an effort. And I didn't understand what was going on until I really had to have kind of like that tower card moment with tarot, where it's like, your foundation has got to go because it is so shaky. It will not be good enough to build the life that you want. And it, it was such an incredible experience to, now that I look back to see how my life fell apart, really led me to where I am today and opening the practice that I do, I, I wouldn't change it for anything. I would do the heartache all over again. I love that. And just embracing the challenges and the, what we call quote failures, I put them in quotes because I feel that failures are just, it's like a sour lesson that we're here to learn. But then afterwards we realize that, oh my gosh, I needed that to get the flavor of the life that I want to have now. Right. Which is so beautiful. I would love to hear more about, you know, you had this, I mean, it kind of sounds like an awakening might've been like a rude awakening, but what was the shift after that? Like, how did you get into spirituality and bring in that side, the unconscious mind side with the, you know, 3d realm that you're talking about? Cause I know that you are, you know, certified in NLP and like you have that, that science language side, but then there's also this passion and love that you have for the moon. So I just love that all of these pieces are, are coming together in our conversation. <laughs> it's really exciting for me to talk about because it gave me just permission to be me that I didn't know that I needed these two sides and integrating them together. And it really was a spiritual awakening that was years long. So for myself, because my childhood was, was really traumatic in, in many different senses, it was very much so a household that was controlled by fear and religion was a predominant factor as to how we went about our lives. And when, as a child, I started having these spiritual encounters that I would speak to spirits, I would sleepwalk and have these really intense experiences that when I expressed them to my parents, I was told, and I remember this so clearly to leave that alone and that that was in their eyes, scary or dangerous, or, you know, something that I needed protection from when I remember the feeling of <laughs> intervening with spirit as a child, five years old being this most incredible experience where it was like chatting with a friend and I never had a sense of fear until it was really instilled in me. And many of these memories were repressed. So when I started diving into the world of first NLP to go into the unconscious mind and to make the connections to releasing some of that trauma in a logical sense, 
all of a sudden the next chapter in that for me was really this awakening back into connection of spirit. And I started to have these really vivid experiences in the home that I was living in. And at the time I'd been trying to sell this beautiful waterfront home for three years, like unheard of as a real estate agent for a property like that in the area that it was. And it really was starting to make me feel like, of course, I'm not good enough to even sell my own home. So we compound all of these feelings. We find evidence for our limiting beliefs sometimes when really it's just trying to teach us something that is behind that limiting belief. And what I got to realize in the three years that I was stuck there, like in quotation marks and, and literally stuck there, was that I actually have an incredible gift for uh, clearing energy, for really understanding the resonance of what's going on in a physical structure and how that influences what we're doing, how we're showing up. And the awakening that I had was so incredibly odd as well that I started writing it down. Like the things that were happening to me, I was like, nobody's going to believe this unless I remember to write it down. And it became a book in 2020 when I had finally sold that home to the most beautiful buyers in the most beautiful sequence of events. And I suddenly had this book of my experience of awakening and it uh, was released during the pandemic, became a bestseller in mental and spiritual healing. And it really was that moment of, wow, there's people that understand this in a logical sense to reading all these really incredible, you can't make this shit up stories. This is so exciting. And I would love to hear, because you've published a few books now, but can you share one of your, the first intuitive thing that comes up or your favorite thing from that book as an example of like, the things that were happening that seemed to be mind-blowing like you know you said you need to write this down because it just seemed is completely illogical and obviously divine yeah and I literally have goosebumps I wish you could see right now as you're talking because I had this almost immediate catalog of uh, shifting memories as to which one is the one that somebody might need to hear most as we're talking right now and 1331 comes to mind so this is the chapter in the book. And it's very much so an experience of time travel where it's not written in a linear sense where this happened. And then the next thing it travels back and forth through different timelines of my life. And I didn't know why I was writing it like that at the time, but when reading it back, it made it actually connect a lot deeper. And 1331 is actually about the experiences I was having as a child where I would sleepwalk in the middle of the night and go downstairs into my basement. And this basement of this home had actually been dug out. There was no basement initially when we moved in. We jacked the house up and <laughs> dug it out. And it became this kind of creepy space that nobody really wanted to go into. It didn't even get fully finished, but I would wake up in the pitch black of the middle of the night, sitting in a chair in the middle of the room of this basement. And I'm talking five years old. And I would wake up and I'd be having a conversation with this particular woman and she'd always be to my left. And I can really envision and put myself back there in that moment of these conversations and what she looked like and what was going on. And I wrote about these experiences and then I flew back home to, I'm from Calgary, Alberta, but I was living in Ontario at the time. And I flew home to speak with my sister who I grew up with in that home. And she didn't know anything about, I hadn't even talked to her about these events as a child and she hadn't read the book yet. It wasn't published yet. And we started chatting about this and the look on her face was immediately in shock. And I said, what, 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 what's going on? 
And she says, I knew it. And I said, I, what do you mean? You knew what? And she remembered the exact same thing where she would actually get out of bed and find me in the middle of the night. And she, she told me the whole scene. It was the craziest thing to have her explain her turning on the light, looking down the stairs and seeing me sitting there talking to a woman. She could see the spirit as well. And she just remembered, and she had this feeling of like, she didn't know what was going on. So she was like partially awakened to whatever was going on there, but at the same time, couldn't tell what was going on. So she was trying to get me to stay in my room at night after that. And we had this whole incredible conversation of the things that happened that we forgot about that were such an imprinting uh, experience in our lives and yeah, it, it's a pretty crazy chapter. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love how, it, I love how things can happen in the past. And then years later, we can have a conversation about it or then suddenly share with other people. And it just like re-illuminates and the memory kind of changes in the sense, like you, you realize like what you needed to learn from it, or just having the clarity and the validation from going through that experience. Like that's so, that's so crazy. Like I totally had goosebumps when you were sharing, just hearing about that. That's so beautiful. So through having these spiritual experiences, so you're moving, so you, you know, you got into the personal development aspect through, you know, your, your realtor conference and whatnot that you went to. And then, you know, you started writing these books, like how did things start to come together? And I just love that you have like a brokerage and you also do this spiritual coaching. And, you know, I even love the name of your, your company as well, Blue Moon, because I know that you love the moon. And so I guess right now we can kind of go into like, how does the moon tie into this? And how did you merge, start merging all these aspects together? <laughs> It's a, it's a funny thing. I, when I think back to, did I even ever look at the moon before I was doing all these things? Like, well, where was the moon introduced into my life? And it was because I had this moment in which I got all this logical training. I was doing great at communicating and, you know, better understanding and in tune with myself, but I still hadn't completely shifted out of what was going on. My house still hadn't sold. I was, you know, working a little bit more so as a coach at the time, helping people with their communication and I remember feeling like something, something's not clicking. Well, I don't know what I'm missing. Why are things still quite a struggle for me? I understand where my trauma is coming from. I thought I've healed that. And, and there was still this disconnect. And I would leave out of my house in the middle of the night where I thought nobody knew where I was going. Nobody knew I was leaving. And I would stand on the waterfront and just look up into the sky in the middle of the night and I would literally ask why and just pour my heart out. And I didn't realize on those nights that they were actually full moons. I was drawn out there because, you know, they're beautiful, these full moons. We as human beings were obsessed with the moon. And I didn't realize that all these questions that I was really connecting to with intense emotion would start to draw in answers. And what I had been missing the whole time from all these things I had learned about my past and, okay, what do I do now differently? was that I still hadn't addressed the elephant in the room, which was my own personal energy, was that pent up blockage of not connecting with the little girl who used to talk to spirits. And in those moments, the moon was really the only thing in my life that didn't require something of me. She was just present and listened, and I had no idea what I was doing. It was completely by accident. 
that I started doing this. And I immediately after that got an opportunity in my community that I lived in to go to full moon um, meditations. And I, it didn't even seem weird to me. I was just like, oh yeah, this makes perfect sense. You go to full moon meditations. And I started to have these just really, if you've ever had an intense meditation for the first time where it's like, oh, I get it. I get what meditation is all about. That's what happened for me. And I started to then really research why am I really loving this moon stuff and started to realize that I actually had this innate knowledge about the cycles and someone would ask me a question and I would answer it and they'd be like, well, where did you learn that? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I did learn it. And then they look it up and it's like, yeah, yeah, wait, this, this seems to be accurate for what's going on here. And moon logic really came about from this combination of the moon being the magic of who we are, the intuitive side to who we are, those pieces that reflect our subconscious side. And then logic being, you know, the logical part, the 3D world and how we got to live through experiences in a tangible sense. And we connect them. And I discovered this type of process where we walk through the phases each lunar cycle and learn how to really apply what needs to be done to get in a good space energetically so that we can have what we want to have in life. I really love that the way that you have acquired you know, your experiences through spirituality have just like come so naturally to you, but you've also been open to receiving, right? So I really wanted to point that out to the listeners. Like if you, cause I remember way back before I got into personal development, I was always so inspired by people who I thought were like spiritual and like, they just trusted things. They just knew things and these con like connection to the earth and the moon and so on. And it, it really came down to releasing the resistance and being open to you know, asking questions and mm. receiving the answers, which is, I feel like you just gave a great example of that, the way that you connected with the moon. And then all of a sudden more starts coming through. And then obviously you create with your wisdom, that background in, you know, psychology and whatnot with the language and NLP, and then you bring in the moon and you create moon logic. And I would love if you can share a bit more about it because it's a membership, right? Just be, I'm going to have this in the show notes so the listeners know, but I'm also excited about this because it's funny because Katie had talked about this when we had our networking event and I was like, oh my God, is she a reflector? Like I thought she was a reflector. <laughs> and that's how I slid into her DMs afterwards. I'm like, are you a reflector? And she's a manifesting generator. So <laughs> it's just funny, but I think it'll be a great resource. So I want to just open the door for you to like really share about this and we'll have the link in the show notes for people to check it out. Uh, and just giggling so much because it's so funny when you connect on the language of like sliding into the DMs, but in a totally different sense and it's just magic. So that was hilarious. Um, and honestly, moon phases are totally for reflectors because it literally is the moon is a reflection of our subconscious. So it's a way to look inside and have a framework to actually understand what's coming up to the surface. So I love that. And moon logic is this thing that literally was birthed through me. I remember sitting on the couch one day and the name all of a sudden popped in my head and I turned to my husband and I said the name and he's like, well, yeah, because, and then he reiterated it based on what he had experienced me showing up as in the world. And it's a, it's a magic school. So this is for heart-led entrepreneurs, really people like myself, who at certain times in life felt like they needed something else and they couldn't figure out what it was that hasn't clicked yet. And it's just a way to really pull yourself into alignment and to stay in alignment so that when we have things in our earthly experience that tend to kick us out, of that cycle of flow, then we have ways to really call ourselves back into our mission. 
And I really focus with entrepreneurs and those who have passion projects who want to create businesses because I feel that our business is really this extraordinary way to make change in not only our own lives, but in so many other people's lives. When you have a calling on your heart to do something in the world, whether it's a product or a service, and it just really excites you, there's a reason, right? It chose you. It literally downloaded to you at this time for you to say yes to, because it's part of your soul growth. And it's also part of someone else's soul growth. And when we say no to those things, because you know, society says, well, you have to hustle in order to get what you want. You have to do this and that. And I just, I, I never prescribed to all of that and what you have to do. So what we do in the magic school each week is I focus on the primary moon phases. There's four of them. And this is really infused with brain science as well. So if you're someone who needs tangible, like logical scientific information as to why something's going to work, we focus on that too. And the reason we do the four phases instead of the eight, which is constantly shifting about every two, three days, is because the mind and the human experience finds it really difficult to change. So if we are constantly refocusing, recentering on a new energy that's presenting, that's where we get overwhelmed. So if instead you can focus for a week at a time on certain things that the energy is really supporting, that might be momentum building activities, creativity, that might be looking at where are we getting inspired action from. And then if we're also able to have these times where we're releasing certain things, where we're getting feedback, where we're understanding, where we're closing cycles, and what do we do when imposter syndrome shows up? This beautiful cycle happens each and every month that actually flawlessly leads us through it. And when we don't know that these energies exist or that we're moving through this flow, we can kind of be like salmon where we're swimming against the grain, right? We're trying to get to that destination. We're working so bloody hard. And a lot of us get there and a lot of us don't because we burn out and we end up being pushed downstream again. So rather than doing that, it's about getting into that flow of the stream, noticing what it is that lights you up and then applying it through tangible ways so that you can actually make a difference with what you want to do. And you can actually make money too. That's so beautiful. I love that you've created this tool that's so feminine and flowy, but also structured because I find that a lot of tools out there, especially when we're feeling lost or we feel like we're lacking direction or lacking clarity, it's like, oh, this is what you need to do. And there's a lot of masculine influence and there's nothing wrong with that, but we do need that balance. And it really sounds like the way that you've structured the magic school and the phases is that it gets to be applicable and it, it, it gets to become a cyclical experience. It's not a point A to point B because obviously the moon rises every evening and goes, you know, to bed in the morning. So it's like, I love that you have that structure. So thank you for sharing that. And so the listeners know the link will be in the show notes. So definitely check that out. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. So I would love to dive in more because I know that you have also done a lot of international speaking and you were also on Dragon's Den. So these are other topics that I would love to dive into with you. And so can you share whatever feels more natural to, to go first? I feel like they're both kind of international speaking opportunities as well. But how did you get into Dragon's Den? And I would love to hear about, you know, you participating in the th Think and Grow Rich international speaking events as well. So literally both of these experiences happen because of two words, moon phases. And I kid you not, I live my life, my moon phases, and I know exactly like what is an opportunity based on something that's going on in a phase. 
And I had an opportunity. There's one particular phase called the first quarter moon phase. And I always say to people that if you've been planting seeds for stuff that you want, right, you've been envisioning it, or you've been making some progress. If during that particular week, you get asked to do something, maybe it's a networking event, maybe it's be on a podcast, say yes. Even if it feels like, I don't know if I'm ready for that. I don't know if that's for me, but it kind of lights you up in your heart first. Say yes. So I had this opportunity in the first quarter and people bug me about this all the time because they know. So sometimes people will throw a really big opportunity at me in the first quarter because they're like, I know you're going to say yes. <laughs> and it becomes this fun game. And I had an opportunity to show up on a fairly small Zoom, just mini networking. I don't, I can't even remember what it was for. And I remember feeling like I'm a little bit too busy for this. I'm not sure if I can fit it in, but it was a good friend. And I really wanted to support what they were doing in that Zoom room. So I said, yeah, I'll show up. I'll, I'm not sure how present I'll be, but I will show up in this Zoom meeting. Well, it turns out this Zoom meeting was 40 people and only the producer of the movie, Think and Grow Rich. And so somehow I'm in this tiny little intimate get together. The book is about to come out. He's talking about the book. And uh, I'm just like, wondering, I'm looking around and I'm like, how the heck, what am I doing here? What is, I don't even know what I'm doing here. What's happening. And they're talking about the release of the movie and that they're doing this big, um, this, this huge international speaking thing that was going on around the world. And so I'm sitting there feeling like the small little mouse in the room. And all of a sudden they, uh, this producer guy, he starts talking about, uh, being an introvert. And I'm like, no way, because I'm like hearing him talk and I'm, I'm hearing the history. And this is John Shin, uh, Sir John Shin. And he's talking about being an introvert. And all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, like I connect with that. So I started having a bit of a dialogue, like raising my hand a bit for some of the things he was saying. And for whatever reason, we made a connection. I don't know why. It was just synchronicity in that moment that he kind of liked that I was saying, yeah, I'm an introvert too. And this is out of my comfort zone. And I ended up after that, I sent him a private message just over messenger. And I said, Hey, I've just released my book. This was home of the soul. And, uh, can I send you a copy? Like, it's totally okay if you don't have time to read it, but I just felt this nudge to send this man, my book. And so I did. And not only did he actually give me the right address <laughs> and took the book, but he read it and he posted it on social mo uh, media. I was going to say social moonia. Cause I just, I like to say social moonia. And the <laughs> Oh my God. That's so good. <laughs> So that's the stumble, but he ended up posting it in his stories and he was quoting stuff from the book. And I'm like, what is happening here? And a couple of days later, my cell phone rings and it's him calling me. And I'm like, how did you, what, how did you get my cell phone number? Turns out his staff really liked my personality. It wasn't even him necessarily. I, I still don't know if he likes me or if it's just the staff. And they're like, they really like you and they want to have you on the tour. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and that's how I got on as a speaker on the world tour for Think and Grow Rich in 2020, because I, I don't know, it was an energetic thing. I just showed up and that's sometimes how simple it can be being right in the right place at the right time, because you said yes to something that was put on your path that might've seemed really simple at the time. But had I not said yes to that private zoom call, that wouldn't have happened. I love how you just, you, you share like such beautiful examples of like the synchronicities in your life that are unplanned, but also how you have this connection and gift with understanding the moon phases to position yourself in the correct places. You know, it's not, 
it's not necessarily a gamble, but it's like, yeah, being in the right place at the right time, but then being open to receive and then having the willingness to, to kind of go out of your comfort zone, because you could have been like, yeah, I'm an introvert. And then just sat there for the rest of the call and not said anything. But I just love like, I love these stories that you share. And it's just these little examples of taking these little micro steps forward. And then all of a sudden the picture just blows up and it's like this amazing thing happens. That's so exciting. So what was it like touring? And this was in 2020. So this is in the pandemic. So like, what, what was that like? And, and what was your experience? Yeah. So everything ended up getting shifted online. It was supposed to be literally all over the place. And there were so many anchor cities and I don't even know how they managed to do this whole huge event online. So I had this big like green room set up, this huge setup that gave me a bunch of things to, in order to really pull this off correctly. And it was in my comfort of my home, which was kind of amazing to experience all of that and to be in the surroundings of it. And you know what? I ended up giving my talk on moon phases without them knowing it was moon phases. So this is the one of the really cool things about when you practice and put into place uh, natural cycles of any sort. It's like people can get on board with natural cycles, right? We know it exists. But when you exchange some of the language into uh, more of a practical sense, into a little bit more of that logical, then it's possible to really deliver the things that work well energetically with different language. So I got to have this totally amazingly cool conversation and train other professionals on how to really sink into these moon phases by identifying them in just a little tweak of a different way. And it was the first time I started to realize that it, it really doesn't matter your background, if you're spiritual, if you, you know, whatever it is that you believe in or don't believe in, that we all can actually get on board with these principles and create what I call practical magic in, in our lives. Oh, that's so good. Practical magic. And I love how you were like sneaky because it's true. I feel, I feel like there is sometimes this divide as much as it can be a spectrum in terms of pure people and spirituality and like what they believe in and so on. But I love that you were able to kind of go into the gray area so that people could pick it up and you kind of close the gap, right? So that they can be supported. And it was obviously beneficial to them as well. So that's, that's so good. I love your, your sneakiness there. <laughs> That was amazing. <laughs> That's so cool. Can you share how did Dragon's Den come about then? And I love, you know, what's funny is like, okay, just so the listeners know, before we hit record, I, I shared a couple of things that I wanted to talk about with Katie and I, I didn't really plan the order. I was like, oh, I'm just, we're just going to have an organic conversation. But I love that I asked about moon logic, the moon and everything. And then now you're sharing these examples of how the moon phases have led you to these opportunities. Like even that in itself is like such a beautiful synchronicity. So I just wanted to acknowledge that. But anyways, I would love <laughs> to hear about your experience with Dragon's Den because that's also like such an incredible opportunity. <laughs> yeah. So the first quarter, this is first quarter magic again. And so let me explain. First quarter is all about its momentum, but it's the time when we really push ourselves to take action. It is the only phase in which I encourage others to really step out of that comfort zone a little bit, to take the action, to make a list, to do something that you probably would have said no to before with the caveat that it lights up your heart right? The thing that excites you, but then you feel too nervous to do, that's the time to do it because the energy really supports you in being expansive. 
So when we think about expanding who we are and this first quarter energy comes around and I had been saying, I kid you not for probably like six or seven weeks before that, I had just been posting on social media and small groups everywhere I could about, I want to have my own TV show. And I, I really do. I love, I just, I love, love, love anything to do with speaking. And there's something in my heart about TV shows. I don't even know what the heck that means, but speaking things into existence and not knowing what it means, but knowing that it lights me up was the the zone that I'd been in for the past couple of weeks before. And some people are like, yeah, okay. Like what, what is that? Create your own, then do it yourself. And I'm like, okay, maybe one day I will, but I'm just saying, this is the thing I want to do. And then I get an email during first quarter week that said, you should apply for Dragon's Den. And I literally looked at it and I was like, why? Because the email that came through was actually in my real estate business account. And it was because at the time I was just about to announce the launch of us doing Blue Moon Realty. And we were like in the background details of all of that. And it was uh, through a like one of these entrepreneurial sites that had caught wind of what I was doing. And it was like a mass email thing. It wasn't even directly to me specifically. It was, you should apply for Dragon's Den because of your business startup. They didn't know. I mean, my real estate business startup was not going to be something that is, you know, Dragon's Den really be interested in at all. So I remember looking at it and again, turned to my husband on the couch. This seems to be our magic zone where I was like, I don't know. I kind of like this, but like, what, what I, it's not, it's obviously not real estate. What is this? What would I go on Dragon's Den for? And he's like, it's moon logic. And I'm like, what? Yeah, wait, maybe it is. So that was the moment in which I had no idea what I was doing, no plan, didn't know what I was going to even pitch exactly yet. And I, in that instant, it took me only two minutes. I filled out the first form that it said, and it was two weeks. I think they had till they were closing the doors on interviews and thousands and thousands of people try and go through these mock interviews to get in front of the den. And I sent this little thing back. And then a couple of days later, I got a email from them that said, Hey, we're interested in your pitch. We want to hear more, more about your business. Can you send us a video? And so I'm like, I, okay. And I literally didn't have time to do it. I was headed out the door. They had this really short window timeline. And so I remember I threw on a shirt that I've like never even worn before. And I'm just like, okay, how did, does this look dragon's denish e? Like, I didn't even know what it was doing. And I had two minutes and I just pitched and it was literally just divine channeling in the moment. Cause I hadn't prepared anything. And then a couple of days later, my phone rings and it says dragon's den on the phone. And I'm on a zoom call and I'm like, I got, I got to answer this call. And I'm on this like really intense zoom call. So I let it go to voicemail. And I thought, oh my God, I let dragon's den go to voicemail. They left me a message. I'm so glad I let it go because it said, We're, we want you to come in and pitch. And now I have this amazing recording of them asking. And so this happened in a period of three weeks from me getting an email, submitting this tiny little, you know, okay, I think this is what I'd love to pitch. I was not ready. So I had said to them that I was going to pitch my moon logic app and the app was not even in beta yet. It was, I didn't even have images to show what this app was. It had been being worked on by the developers, but it was not done yet. So all of a sudden everything came into this alignment where the developers were able to put together a prototype that I was able to show them a week later. And I ended up in front of them and I was able to do something that they said they've never seen on the show before. And <laughs> it was, I'll share with you that it was a card reading. So I actually got to do card readings with the dragons. 
where I read their cards. Oh my gosh. I love this story. I'm like on mute, like clapping. <laughs> so that's so amazing. Can you share? I want you to tell, I'm like so enthralled into the story right now. Can you share more about what happened when you, when you read their cards and like, I'm just so excited. And when was this happening? Was this before, or after the pandemic? So this was just recent. So here's the thing. There's so much I can only share because the episode is about to drop. It hasn't even gone national yet. We're in this incubator time in between. So I recorded live in studio in Toronto on May 1st. And we are now just waiting for the air date of when exactly it's going to come out. So they only give me two weeks notice and then I'll watch it with everybody else to see how they've put together the episode. And so there's, I, I can't necessarily share if I've gotten a deal or what the experience was exactly in the den, but I can say that it was pretty intense. <laughs> it was uh, definitely a supercharged experience where you got to stand in, I'm going to say like solar plexus energy to the max, right? It's being rooted and strong. And I was really presenting something that was very um, like spiritual feminine, right. To this set of very masculine driven process driven 3d, you know, type of, uh, entrepreneurs. And it was probably the best opportunity of my life that I've ever had to stand authentically in who I am. And that was just an amazing experience to have. Oh my gosh, I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited. So just so the listeners know, we're recording this. It's early September. By the time this drops, it'll probably be October, maybe November. So just stay tuned. And I'll put the link for, you know, finding out where, I guess, where they where they can watch this episode. If they're like listening, like, oh my God, it's it's come live now. But that's so exciting. That's such a cool experience. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, thank you. So I would love to hear, you know, you've had so many great encounters with just being open to receive and really just putting yourself out there. And I would love if you could intuitively share what you think people need to hear so that they can allow themselves to, you know, air quotes, be in the right place at the right time. Like, what do you think it is? I mean, obviously the moon is part of it, but what else do you think it is that people, they're probably listening to this and being like, oh my God, she's had so many incredible opportunities. Like, how can we also set ourselves up for that? Yeah. So people like to say, we've got this little thing called luck. Some people are lucky. Some people have just lucky things happen to them. And it's very true, except they're literally making their own luck. And it's because they're getting out of their own way. And I said, they, I'm not even infusing myself into it because for so long of my life, I thought successful people are people that have no fear, that have no anxiety. They're super confident. They never do anything wrong. They have all the answers when really the opposite is true. And the first thing that I did to start getting in the room with the right people and, and having that alignment of luckiness was that I had to start doing the opposite of everything I had ever done that had gotten me to that state of rock bottom. And so when I had the programmed thought that I had had so many times before that became this really deep rooted belief of something I couldn't do, I immediately challenged myself to do the opposite. So if I was asked to go to a networking event, 100% every other time before I would have said no, I would have had an excuse why. And instead I would say yes. And it got to the point where I was saying yes to literally everything. And it expanded me so much out of my comfort zone that now when 
things come up that could feel really scary on the start of a journey and really putting yourself out there, they now feel like a breeze because I really challenged myself in this sort of micro uh, container of pressure to things that I wanted to do, right? It was almost like if I was that person who was confident, then I would have said yes to it. But instead, okay, I don't have to be confident now. I can be that now. I can show up in whatever way I am now. And it was doing the opposite that really started to shift things. And I've developed this motto now that I still live to this day by, and that's to do the thing that scares me most. So whenever I reach a plateau where it's like, okay, this is great where I'm at. These things have gone really well. Then I say, what am I afraid of now? (laughs) Like, what is the thing in the back of my head that I would be nervous to do? And the, some of the most recent things, the brokerage was one of them opening the real estate brokerage I had had on my heart for a very long time. And it scared the heck out of me to, to think about actually doing it. So it was a big thing, but yeah, it's going really well because I had to do the thing that scared me most. And at other points, it's been sing in front of other people. That was the thing that scared me most. You know, raise my hand and ask a question in a room. That was the thing that scared me most. Saying that I needed someone to not do something because it was affecting me negatively. That at times was the thing that scared me most but it's really been the catalyst for creating magic, creating luck, being in the right place at the right time is just about getting out of your own way. Oh, that was such a beautiful share. I love and appreciate that so much because what I feel like you really spoke to is, and I'm saying this for myself too, like if you're, you're listening to this and you feel like the same things are happening over and over again, the reality is we are humans. We are creatures of habit. And so we're probably doing the same things. And it's like Albert Einstein says, like insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And so I love that when you see the opportunity of something that that triggers you and like, you know, makes you feel alive, that you realize, okay, that's the thing to respond to. Like, this is the thing to move forward with, because ultimately, if we do something we've never done, we're going to learn something that we've never learned and and create that experience. And so I love that you have really shown in so many examples in our conversation today of what it looks like to come up against the hard things, what it looks like to move like gracefully towards them and also just trust the process. Because I really feel that you never specifically said that in our conversation, but I can really hear how much you do trust the process but I love your your elegance of how you approach these opportunities in life because sometimes I feel like we hear things again in the masculine energy like take it head on like dive in head first and swim with the sharks and and that's like too much activation right so I just yeah I really love how you shared that I really just wanted to like accentuate you know the underlying messages that I was hearing in that share I appreciate that. And one of the things that I think really helps in messaging, if you're listening, because I mean, we all have these incredible messages within us. It's just about articulating them sometimes. And I often will think about what was the thing that I needed to hear when I was, and then whatever the stuck state was, because I constantly find myself in a stuck state (laughs) as well, right? And then moving out of that. So noticing if, and I I feel like, I don't know, this this is just coming out of nowhere, but I I really feel like if someone's listening today and and they want and have on their heart to be a speaker, to be on podcasts or be on a stage or whatever it is, if that feels really exciting for you, but you don't know where to begin. The first thing is what is the thing that you needed to hear when you were in that state that you've already come through? 
right? There's many, many things that we've all come through in life and start about talking about that. Get on your social media and start talking about the thing that you've been through because somebody needs to hear it. Yes. Oh, that's such a beautiful reminder. Thank you for sharing that. Well, I really loved our conversation today. It was like, I feel like I went on a journey with you. Like I was listening to you and just the way that you spoke. I'm just like, feel like I'm watching a video. Like I was like watching your own Netflix series of like the last three years of your life, which is so beautiful. And I would love if you can share with our listeners today, the work that you do with entrepreneurs and really just share whatever you feel, like how you can support others. I'm going to have all the links in the show notes. Moon Logic is going to be in the show notes as well and your books, but I just wanted to open the floor to, uh, to allow you to share how people can connect with you and you share the work that you do. Yeah. Well, I thank you so much for this platform, the work that you're doing and just coming into the world in, in this authentic way is, is really inspiring for me to watch you in your flow and your elements. So I want to thank you for that. And uh, if you're listening, just, I, I like to encourage people to dive deeper, start where you are, the thing that you're curious about, and then let's go a little bit deeper and see where that it's going to take you. And the first thing that uh, I find really helps to get us into that deeper state is to understand where is our flow? Where are we in any given moment? Why are we having an up? Why are we having a down? And the best way to do that is I have a free moon calendar and you can easily grab it off of the links that um, are going to be dropped into the show here for you. But it's super easy to then understand, oh, this week is actually about, and there'll be a little synopsis there for you and a, a few um, prompts or mantras that help you to connect into how does this make sense for me? And just try out a lunar phase, right? Try out the four phases and stick with it for a month and, and see what goes on for you. And I like to post about it on social media. So we do some reminders for people. We often get busy and it's like, what's going on with the moon phase, Katie? Well, here you go. So hop over to social media. I love Instagram. Connect with me there. And I'm excited to, to see everyone go a little deeper into their curiosity. So beautiful. Thank you for all of your wisdom today and your vulnerability and your transparency with your journey. It was just so fun to hear your story. And I know that our listeners will have got a ton of value. So I just want to thank you again for coming on, Katie. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. And I want to thank the listeners for your time today. And if you enjoyed this conversation, please share this episode on social media and tag us and just share your aha moments. We would love to hear that. And if you can take a moment to subscribe to the channel, there's going to be lots more episodes coming out. And I would also really love and appreciate if you want to take a moment to leave a review so that these episodes and this wisdom can get out to the rest of the world. I really love and appreciate that support. So thank you for listening, everyone. And I'll chat with you in the next episode.